Welcome to Words of Inspiration with Rev. James T. Brown, Jr., the lead pastor of Tabernacle of Worship. Let's join today's message in progress. Glory to his name. Well, family, as we continue in our series, Now What? As we continue in our series, Now What? I want you to open your Bible to the book of Psalms. The book of Psalms, and we're going to Psalm 27 today. Psalm 27 beginning at verse number six, Psalm 27 and verse six. These will be our focal verses today. And verse six reads, it says, and now shall mine head be lifted up above mine enemies round about me. Therefore will I offer in this, in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing, yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my, vo with my voice, have mercy also upon me and answer me. When thou saidst, seek ye my face, my heart said unto thee, thy face, Lord, will I seek. We're speaking today from the subject, what are you seeking? What are you seeking? Here, as we look at this passage, this, this psalm that David wrote was expressing his confidence in God after he was delivered from Saul. And we have to really begin by, by recognizing that the Lord is the source of your light and salvation. How do we know that? Look with me at the very first verse, very familiar scripture. We all could probably quote this one. And looking at verse one, it says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though an host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, this or in this will I be confident. One thing have I desired of the Lord, and that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. Here, but the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Whom shall I fear? Listen, I want you to understand that the light that he provides gives you both revelation and illumination. The light that he, the Father, provides gives you both revelation and illumination. Why is that important? Because in every dark corner that your enemy hides or lurks in, the Lord reveals through the illumination of his spirit. Spirit, that of his spirit and also through his precious holy word he actually brings illumination to show the areas that the enemy tries to hide in that he tries to scurry in and hide and lie and wait for you but yet the lord will give you illumination so that you can see no no no, i can't go there no i see you slew food i see what you're doing i see you devil i see you trying to come in no 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 i'm not gonna i'm not gonna allow that to happen no his, he gets illumination he gives revelation understanding beyond what you could have actually known yourself he gives you revelation by seeing exactly what the enemy wants to do he'll let you look through his word and see the word come alive 
alive and you say, oh my God, I can see this is what the devil is trying to do in my home. This is what he's trying to do on my job. No, the Lord will give you illumination and revelation to see what the enemy tries to do. And I want you to notice something. Notice that David, he takes ownership and appreciation of his relationship with the Lord and recognizes the benefits of that relationship. How do we know it? Again, he says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Listen, he's saying, listen, I already see these things. I have no reason to fear. I have no reason to be afraid because the Lord has already shown me. The Lord has shown me. Listen, I want you to know on Saturday mornings, I go walking. Saturday mornings, I go walking early, early in the Saturday mornings. And, and, and I went walking this Saturday and I was walking on my normal route and, and, and usually the first lady is with me. She couldn't go with me this time. But, but usually I'm, I'm walking and I, I went around the route and I was walking. I saw something that caused me to pause. I saw two dogs that were free, just roaming. And I'm looking at them. And I said, wait a minute. What are they doing out here? And so I just kept walking. And as I kept walking, then they started running up to me. And I'm sitting there looking. I said, listen, stop it. Stop it. And I began stopping. I said, hey, where are you getting your dogs out here? But I said, stop it. And I said, well, do I turn back? I said, no, I got to get my 6,500 steps in. I'm not quitting. <laughs> so I said, look, get over there. And I'm sitting there talking to him, and one of them runs away, and the other one just kept sniffing on me and snuzzling. And so so I, I, I kept walking, and he kept following me. I said, okay, if you're going to walk, you're going to follow me, you're going to walk with me. Then come on, let's go. And I kept walking. Eventually, he turned around and went back. And I said, okay, so I kept walking all the way around. And I said, well, but I had another lap to go. I said, do I go back? Yes, I go back. I'm going to keep going. I'm not letting anything quit. I got 6,500 steps to get in. <laughs> so I kept walking. Listen, when you know the Lord is with you, why did I do it? Because the Lord is my life and my salvation. In whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. In whom shall I be afraid? Listen, I kept moving because I knew the Lord had me. I knew the Lord had me. Now, let, let me give you some balance. You know, I love teaching and balance. Let me give you some balance. Now, I was able to look at those dogs, even though they were big and, and, and they were running up to me. I could tell that they were not vicious dogs. They were playful dogs. So I could tell they were kind of young. OK, so I knew I, knew, I wasn't being foolish now. <laughs> Your pastor wasn't being foolish. <laughs> I was looking and see. I could see the situation. But I want you to understand that. Be discerning. Ask for discernment. He'll give you discernment, let you know, no, I better go back this way. I'll take a different path today. <laughs> but I was able to keep going because I, the Lord, he allowed me to see it through discernment that he had my back, that these dogs weren't going to bother me. And I was able to keep going. But I knew it because he's my light. He's my light and my salvation. My light and my salvation. Listen, David. He goes on to make declarations stating that the Lord is a strength or his strength. And he has no reason to fear. He had no reason to fear all the things that he had gone through with Saul, all the things that he had experienced where he had gone to Ahimelech and Ahimelech was trying to protect him and hide him. And, and, and then after he left there, uh, uh, Saul even went to Ahimelech and, 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 and slaughtered him and doing all of these things. David had faith to keep moving because he knew that the Lord was with him. He knew that the Lord was with him. I want you to look with me at verse number four. Look at verse number four. Here it says, one thing have I desired of the Lord, 
and that will I seek after that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple to inquire in his temple. We have to notice that there was one thing that David desired, one thing that was to dwell in the house of the Lord. He just needed the one thing. You know, someone else needed one thing. I believe it was Paul. Paul said in Philippians chapter three, he said, brethren, I, I count myself not to have apprehended anything. He said, but this one thing I do, I forget the things which are behind and I reach forth to that which is before. I press toward the mark of the high calling of God, which is where in Christ Jesus. He said, there's one thing that I need. There's one thing that I need. I simply need to forget the stuff that happened before me. I forget my sin, forget my mistakes, forget the stuff that I should have done that I didn't do, the things I shouldn't have done that I did. I forget all that stuff. Up, and I'm looking forward to what's ahead of me because I still know that God has some things ahead of me that's greater than what I've experienced before. So therefore, I'm reaching forward. I'm reaching forward to what's in front of me. This one thing, this one thing, I press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of God, which is in Christ Jesus. Where can we find this? We can find this in the same place that David said. David said, this one thing I desired of the Lord, and that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord. The one thing that the seeking of Christ, he said, I, I can do that. Paul says, I can do that. Where are you going to find it? In the place where you dwell. If you, you, you seek Christ in the place where he dwells. If you can seek Christ in the place where the Father dwells, where the Father is, that's where you're going to be able to seek Christ. So there, here, here you have both of those coming together. It's just in one thing, in one thing. Listen, they, they, they've sought that one thing. Let me ask you a question here. If you had to narrow, if you had to narrow down your entire life, your entire life, what is the one thing you would declare that you desired? Just the one thing. What is the one thing? Here, Paul let us know the one thing was to be able to seek after Christ. That's the one thing. That's the one thing. Here, David lets us know the one thing is to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The one thing. What is your one thing? What is your one thing? Because when you can find that one thing, when you can identify that one thing, then everything else, everything else will come in alignment. Everything else will come into focus. You see, when you're looking at too many different things, when you're focused on all this stuff, see, David said, I want to be able to dwell in the house. I want to dwell in the house. And I don't believe he was talking about the physical tabernacle. I believe he was talking about the presence of God. He wants to be able to dwell in with the presence of God, to dwell in his midst so that he could be filled with his presence and his presence will become his strength. You have to understand that. You see, David yearned to be in the presence of his heavenly father, his Lord. He yearned to be in the presence of his heavenly father, his Lord. You see, David valued, he valued spending time with God and understood how much more he was enriched by dwelling in him. You see, when you realize that your life has so much more value when you dwell in the Lord, 
when you are dwelling in his word, when you are dwelling in his spirit, when you are allowing his word to come alive in you and allowing that thing to bring life to you, to be your defibrillator, to bring life to those things that have died but yet keeps you moving forward. When you allow that to happen, then that yearning drives you. It drives you because that's what you want more than anything else. It's more important than anything else. Anything in this world, nothing though, you can take the world. Give me Jesus. Give me Jesus. That's what he wants you to be able to know. So to be able to dwell here, David, he valued that. He valued that. He valued it. He valued spending time with the Lord. And he understood that when he did that, he was so much more enriched. He was so much more enriched by dwelling in him, by dwelling in him. Listen, I want you to understand this. We should also value being in the house of God. We should. We should value being in the house of God. We should value being a part of the ecclesia. We should value of being a part of, of, the, of the brethren, a part of the beloved. I want you to understand that. But more importantly, you see, you need to be able to dwell in his presence. You need to be able to dwell in his presence. Listen, you shouldn't just be in his presence when you're going to church. You shouldn't just be in his presence when you log on to service. You shouldn't just be in the presence of the Lord when, when you're with someone, with others who are gathered. Listen, you should be able to take the presence of the Lord wherever you go, wherever you dwell, wherever you spend time. You should be able to take the presence of the Lord with you. He should abide on the inside of you and help you to have strength to overcome everything. You, don't, you shouldn't have to just drop what you're doing and run over and you got to go see the pastor, got to so, go see the preacher, got to go get counsel, got to go get this. Listen, there's nothing wrong with that. That's what we are there for. But understand, that's not what your life should be limited by. It should be fulfilled through your relationship with the Father. Thank you for listening to today's message. We pray that it was a blessing to you. If you're in the Metro Atlanta area, we invite you to join us for our regularly scheduled services at Tabernacle of Worship. You will also be able to get this entire message. Please feel free to visit our website at www.taboworship.org. That's www.taboworship.org for more information.